Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working every single day to try and remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. And today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I share and discuss with many clients, and that is around friendship. With the target people that I tend to work with being men who are wanting to recover from maladaptive coping behaviors, one of the things that often comes up is they don't have many friends. And it's not for lack of trying. In fact, many of these men have... They have tried and tried and tried to get friends. And for some reason, things just don't work out. And what inevitably comes up in our conversation is something that I heard years ago. And I wish I could remember who shared this with me. It may have come from a spiritual teacher or maybe even just... I don't know, an acquaintance, a friend, someone like that. But unfortunately, I don't remember who shared it with me, but I remember what was shared with me. What I learned is that there are three different kinds of friends. There are friends for a reason, friends for a season, and then friends for a lifetime. And oftentimes, what we end up running into as we're trying to find friends is we're trying to find those who are in that third category, the friends for a season, or sorry, friends for a lifetime. And yet, we are going to have significantly more friends who are friends for a reason and friends for a season. In fact, I would say that you're pretty lucky if you have, say, four friends for a lifetime. We're, we're talking friends for a lifetime are pretty rare. And it has nothing to do with our endeavors to try. It's just kind of how life is. I mean, I have a good friend who was my best friend since I was in the first grade. And he and I are still friends, yet we don't really see each other all that often. We don't even really call or text each other that much. And yet, I would still say that this individual is a lifetime friend of mine. As we have gone our different ways, as we have different dynamics in our lives where we're both married, yet he has kids and Libby and I do not, kind of changes the dynamic of our friendship. There is something else. There are others who are bidding for his attention, which just naturally means we're not going to see each other all that often. However, whenever this friend of mine and I do get together, it is such an awesome experience. It's as if time hasn't even passed between us. There's definitely a lot of catching up to do, yet it's 
it's as if there is no distance. We are just picking up right where we left off. And those individuals are rare. When I think about the friends that I've had in my times in school, in college, friends that I've had at places that I've worked, most of them were friends for a season. And these are people that you might have a really good bond with for a good while, several years even. If we're talking about something that can take as long as attending school and whether you graduate or if you're going for a GED, maybe you drop out and you go to a trade or you start a job or whatever the whatever your situation happens to be. These are individuals that you will spend a significant amount of time with. And yet, most of them are not going to be around. Especially if we're talking about friends that you went to college with. The university that I attended, I don't have anyone that were classmates or neighbors that I speak with anymore. We all went our own separate ways. They were friends for a season. For the season that I was attending that university, we were friends. But once that season was finished, the friendships just naturally fizzled out. And then there are friends for a reason. And these are friends that you really bond with because you guys are working for the same goal. I, I think of a family member who really got into running and he made some really good friends as they did like 5Ks together. They did a Tough mutter, They did a Spartan challenge. And these were good friends of his. And then once he stopped running, kind of lost touch with some of those friends. Now, I don't know how often he is still in touch with these individuals. Yet, what I have observed is the reason is gone. And so the friendship, naturally, is gone as well. I have had friends in recovery groups that I've been a part of that as soon as I left the group, we're no longer communicating. I have had friends that were really good and dear friends of mine while I was attending church. But as soon as I left the church, we're not talking anymore. The reason for our friendship is gone. And some of those I am deeply saddened by. And yet, I also understand that this is just how life works. I have some really good friends now who we get together every single week, almost, almost every single week. And these are people that I play Dungeons and Dragons with. And 
We're having incredible conversations. We are bonding so much with each other. And as much as I long for all of these friends to be lifetime friends, I am also not holding on to these friendships with such a tight grip. I am just allowing them to be held in an open hand and just enjoy the time that I have. I don't know if things are going to change and they turn out to be seasonal or reasonal friends. Is reasonable even a word? <laughs> if not, it is now. I'm, I'm going with it. Yet, if the season or the reason of us being friends comes to an end, then I want to be able to look back fondly on the experiences that I had with these people and realize that it was a good time and things just changed. That is how life is. That's nature. It changes changes all the time. And I don't want to be one of those people who is so ridden with anxiety and trying to grasp onto something that I just can no longer grasp. It's not worth it. It's impossible to do. And as we're talking about friends, I don't want this to be a blanket statement. This isn't all-encompassing by any means. One of the things that I have found within the circles that I've been a part of that people will often struggle to find the kind of friendships that they want, the friendships that they need, and some of that is we're just not that great with commitment. And this is where I have to be careful because this is where it can turn into a blanket statement. What I have observed a lot is men in particular really struggle with commitment. They will say that they will do something and yet the follow through is lacking. I have some... I have some hypotheses on why that is. And this is coming from my cisgendered white male American perspective here. One of the things that I often have experienced is when I'm meeting someone new, especially if I'm meeting another man, then there is this thought or even a belief, we'll say, that you have to figure out where you are in the pecking order compared to this individual that you're just meeting. And how do we figure that out? Through what we do. What's our job? What's our career? We need to know who it is that we're talking to and how to relate to them. Because if I am, say... I'll, I'll go the extreme example here. If I am just flipping burgers at a McDonald's and I get into a social situation where I'm talking with a doctor 
then that person is technically my superior and that's it's practically impossible for me to relate with this individual. They are so above me. And the opposite end can be true where say that you are a rocket scientist and you are meeting for the first time someone who is a paraeducator and there might be a sense of superiority and it will impact how you relate with the people around you. And this is something that is inherently problematic when we are trying to make new friends. It's a competition in a lot of ways. And at the same time, I have even heard over and over and over that especially for men, it is impossible for men to have a friendship with a woman who is not their partner, their girlfriend, their romantic interest, because it is practically impossible for those interactions to not become romantic. And we've seen it over and over and over again. And so we find ourselves, at least this is something that I have experienced, where I found myself so alone and isolated because I either felt like I didn't compare, I didn't measure up to the men that I was around, didn't feel like that I belonged. And if I was ever having a conversation with a woman, especially with the kind of training around sex and sexuality and relationships that I had growing up, namely what came from pornography, I I did not relate to women and I always wondered, well, maybe they were into me. And that was my own issue. I had to work through that. And yet at the same time, my Christian upbringing also taught me that it was really bad for a man and a woman who were not married together to be even seen in public together without having friends or spouses or parents or siblings around because people would start talking. And there was a judgment that was being made when there could have just been a legitimate friendship. And that was how I interacted with the world until I started growing and maturing. And I do have some really good friends. And one of the things that I still wrestle with all the time is... It often, at least to me, feels like if we're going to do anything, I'm the one who has to plan it. I'm the one who has to reach out unless it's something that's scheduled. That can bring out this belief that I'm being too needy. I mean, I I have another friend who is kind of the opposite in these experiences that I've had 
where I get too busy in life and I'm not always the best about reaching out to him and he's the one who's checking in with me and he's the one who's reaching out to me and he has apologized for being too needy. And I've had to assure him, it's like, no, it's not that you're being needy, it's that I'm just not being that good of a friend right now. I have seen it from both ends of the spectrum where I'm the one who seems to be ignoring and then I'm the one who's being ignored. I really don't know why there is this dynamic. And I have had friends and family who we have had conversations about and we're like, we don't like where our friendship is. We don't like where our relationship is right now and we want it to get better. And yet the follow through on that seems to be one of the hardest things. And some of it is just different stages of life. I mean, I I have heard so many, so many anecdotal stories of how people today are working harder for less income than ever before in America's history. We have people who are just trying to survive and they don't have the energy to even engage with their own family because they're spending so much time and energy trying to make ends meet, trying to pay the bills. It's really difficult to maintain relationships with people who don't have the energy, they don't have the bandwidth, they don't have the time Sometimes it might just be society. Sometimes it might just be how we're raised. Sometimes it might just be what we are believing about ourselves. Maybe there are just those friendships where we do have to be the ones to reach out in order to try and make things happen. Because that's the way that we can stay on someone's radar. I'm not a fan of it personally because I don't like feeling like I'm a needy person. But am I really being needy or am I just taking the initiative to try and make the relationship work? That doesn't mean that you allow yourself to stay in any kind of abusive or demeaning relationship or friendship. Those ones, those are ones better tossed aside and challenge what you're thinking about that. If you believe or think that you're needy, then why? Where is that coming from? If you believe that you're not worthy or worthwhile of being a friend or having friendships, why? Challenge that. And Maybe you're looking in the wrong place for some of these friends. One of the things that I discovered was the friends that have been long-lasting friends were those that I tried something different and I was just being myself. I didn't have to put a mask on. I didn't have to do anything other than show up, be myself, be my goofy self, be my nerdy self, 
be my gaming storytelling self. And I found people who accepted me for who I am. And I accepted them for who they are. These have been the friends that have been the most rewarding friendships that I've ever had. They're not trying to change me. I don't have to pretend to be someone different in order to be around them. And I think that's one of the most important things. If you want to find those lifetime friends, that category that seems really hard to find the people that you can be friends with for a lifetime, then one of the things that is going to be paramount in this part of your adventure is you have to know who you are and you have to be yourself. You can only wear a mask for so long before the mask just falls off. And if you're not comfortable with who is behind that mask, also known as who the real you is, then no one else is going to be interested in the real you. It's how you present yourself. It's the energy that you put into your interactions. If you are shy, then be shy. If you are someone who has some kind of bizarre interest, then be that person who has the interest and love it and enjoy it. But don't put on a false self to try and make friends. Because I've been there. Those people, they're not the ones who are going to stand with you when times get tough. They're not going to be the ones who will support you and love you when your real you starts to show up. Be your genuine self. And if you don't know who your genuine self is, then take some time to figure that out. Maybe talk with the people closest to you and ask them to describe you in three words and see what people are saying. See if it's something that relates to you. See if it's something that even makes sense or are what they're saying is based on how you're presenting yourself when you're not actually being who you are. I hope this conversation has inspired you and I hope that you're able to find some of these friends, even if they're friends for a season or a reason. They're still your friends. Enjoy the time that you have with them. I'll talk with you in the next episode. So until then, keep being your best self and live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.